This is we're going to be. It is Thursday, March 18th, 2021. The day before the NCAA tournament really begins. I'm Kevin Cooney along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us. Up ahead on this show, we'll talk some NCAA tournament as uh, Mr. Kern and I will look at Villanova's chances. Uh, we'll look at the field at large. Uh, Who are they playing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's going to be a lot. Well, we'll get into that when we get into that. Um, we'll talk Sixers, who played pretty well in their first games without Joel Embiid. Um, played tough last night against the Bucks. That would have been a really good win. That would have been a really good win. Um, yeah, but, hey, look, and I'll, I'll be honest, if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm a little nervous that it took overtime to knock off a team that basically had... It would, didn't the Bucks just go out and make like two trades yesterday? Well, they, or they got PJ Tucker. Yeah, yeah, which a lot of people thought he might be coming here. Um, I think yeah. I, I think the idea is that if you're thinking you're going to get anybody from Houston right now, because no. of the relationship with Maury, it ain't happening. No. And, um, and meanwhile, the guy up in New Jersey had a forty ten fifteen. You know, and look, I, I, I'm not. This is no disparagement towards Ben. I, I don't mean it this way. But Ben's triple double was like you know fifteen, eleven, ten, right. which he does a lot. And that's fine. They, 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 the guy had forty, fifteen, and ten, and you know, and I understand you weren't getting him, right? Because it appears like it appears like Tillman Ferreira has decided he's not trading with the Sixers while Daryl Moore. And I understand right. that, and that's that's okay, whatever. You know that that happens in sports. Um, but the Nets are playing without Durant. They haven't had Durant for a month. And, 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 listen, and they may not get them for a month. Like 14 out of 15 games. I mean. And they may not have them for another month. They might not have. Look, they, they, they we might get into the playoffs and they might not have Durant or at least Durant as we, which is was my concern with Durant the mm-hmm. whole time was he's a great player. What's he going to be at 32 or whatever, however old he is or coming off an injury like that? Who knows? He was playing good when he played um, an AD in L.A. You know, he, I mean, he hasn't played now in a while, and you don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back. And, you know, and we don't know what Embiid's going to be like when him. I mean, we're assuming he's going to come back okay. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, and in our final act, we'll talk about what has become the train wreck known as the hockey team in this town, uh, the Philadelphia yeah, Flyers. Still early yet. Yeah, they, yeah, I get it. That was a disaster <laughs> last night. Yeah. But and they get two. It only counts as one. Yeah. And which they, is the best part about it. Um, and did you have a good St. Pat? You're, you're Irish, so did you have a good St. Patty? I'll be honest. Well, the best part was I got my check from Uncle Joe, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, you know, they sent. it's weird. They sent me something in the mail um, about my 221, mm-hmm. uh, the second part of that, I mm-hmm. guess, whatever. And it said, if you don't hear from us, in a, if you don't receive in a week, you know, and they gave me things to check, I went online. Maybe I should have you go online because you're better at this, but I – and all it was kept saying was for 20. Anyway, I called the number, you know, five times. They put me on hold. So, whatever. I mean, I, I'll get it a month from now or two months from now. I, I don't know. Um, and I understand they're trying to service 300 and some million Americans. I, I, well, I and that's it. why the tax deadline's now been pushed back to May 17th. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm getting money back. So, I, you know, when I, I'll, whatever, and I'll get that back. And look, I understand everything's screwed up. I, I, I understand they're trying to help. Mm-hmm. As many people as they can. I don't think fourteen hundred dollars is going to help. It's going to help. Well, don't get me wrong. But if if you're in really dire financial situation, which some people are, thankfully I'm not one of them. Well, I um, mean, if if you have 
a couple kids and you're getting 1400 for them. It gets you through, yeah, Kevin, but what I'm saying is oh, yeah. if I you're know. behind in your mortgage and you're behind in your bills, bills and you're, yeah, behind you're right in everything, yes, it's going to help you for a little bit. And then, you know, we're not coming out of this. You know, a lot of these jobs ain't coming back or a lot of these no. jobs, at least for a couple of years maybe, and it's usually the jobs that aren't coming back where the are problems the lower are. end jobs. Yeah. Where the people really need the help as much as possible. So, yeah, I mean, look, anything that they can do, and, and we're going to be paying for this. Yep. Uh, but but, hey, but is what, I, all right. I, so before I get into the tournament. And I, Carson Wentz ain't talking. We got to talk about that. No, too. no, he talked. And they did a laugh for a few. He ain't talking. And how he's doing something with Dave Spadetti. This whole thing is well, taking Mike, on they, the Well, Mike, they both had press conferences today. Yeah, but it, but Howie's was with Dave Spadaro. No, they had a full press conference today. Oh, they did? Yes. And he answered questions. Him and Sirianni both answered questions. Okay. Well, then the thing with Dave, with, with, with Dave was yesterday, right? Yes. With the music in the background. Yes. Okay. And... You know what? I want this just to go. I don't care anymore. I don't care. What, I understand fans. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't... I don't care what the reasons were. You know, obviously, Howie thinks that the Eagles organization thinks Carson did something wrong, and Carson thinks they did something wrong. There was one clip, and I'll I'll, I'll just say it this way: there was one clip that is going to get played on sports talk in this town, and Miss Nelly's already played it. I think Marks and Reese played it. From who? From Sirianni. That is really. Alarming because it sounds so much like happy high school stuff. What do you say? Oh, I've been so excited to work with the young talent we have on. These are guys that I saw three or last three or four years, and I wanted the draft. And it's like, oh no, they've been drafted by the Eagles. Kevin, this is what he's a first year coach, and he's, he's trying like thirty eight year. Yeah. If it was Doug Peterson coming in five years ago, he would have said the same thing. I understand. If it, if it was the um, Ray Rhodes coming in. Would have said the same thing. This is what they have to do. It's it's just you have, and one of the reasons why he probably was hired, as we're starting to kind of find out, is mm-hmm. that he is this kind of guy, and he might be a really good coach. Yeah, that's why I'm not judging this guy. Let him have his two or three. Let, let's see what he's about. Let's see when he gets some talent. Maybe hopefully, um, you know, and and and. But but let's whatever. all let's also be realistic, okay? They're going to be a shit show. Well, they're going to be an absolute shit show for two to three years. See, I don't buy that. See, this is the problem with Philadelphia. Yes, they weren't good this year. Yes, you look at it. But what if, what if God forbid, it, it, you know, uh, the, the quarterback plays out of his mind, they put it, whatever, and, and look, basically, are they winning the Super Bowl next year? No. Are they winning the Super Bowl the year after that? No. They play in the crummiest division in the league. You know, in a best case scenario, maybe they can win in the eight rain, eight win range, which ain't what we want. I'm not just saying. Are they probably only going to be a four or five win team next year? Probably, but but this the notion that they're going to be a shit show and we just announce it because we're the experts and oh they can't be good in two or three years. Well, in the NFL, things change. Like, oh, they do. You know, who thought the Eagles would be this three years ago? I mean, uh, 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 two months ago we had the Flyers in the state making a run at the Stanley Cup, and now they, they now they're a shit show. I mean, things in this town change so quick. You know, if the Phillies are thirty and twenty, you know, we'll have them in the World Series. I mean, it's it's like, yes, does it not look good? I I get it, and you're depending on Howie, 
to make the but look two years from now the cap's going to be two hundred and fifty million again, and how he can go out and get some free agents, which he has done a fairly good job of over his life. I mean, I'm not going to just sit here and say they're in the toilet. They could be if Jalen Hurts can't play. They might be if they don't draft another quarterback. But you know, I'm not going to just sit here and say, "Oh my God, you know they're going to be the worst team in the league next year." No, who knows? You know, I'm not, you know I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl again anytime soon. But who knows? Maybe Sirianni comes in here and he's a great coach. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's Andy Reid incarnate or something. I, I, I'm just not ready to like just ro- shove them off into the sunset. Although I will say that in the last six years they've had one good season. And you know what? Like, would the New Orleans Saints trade with the Eagles right now? Like, their four, last four years against the Eagles last four years. And where they're at right now as a franchise. And they're a team that's considered to be a, maybe a Super Bowl team next year if they get a quarterback. No, because the Eagles won a Super Bowl. So, you know, and, and that's what Howie and, and, and Jeff are, are, you know. Now, at some point, that kind of wears off. But, I mean, I've seen teams that haven't won a Super Bowl in 10 years, and they still say, well, we won the Super Bowl. You know, that, that's the way the world works. I mean, you know, the, the Ravens won a Super Bowl in 2012 and then didn't make the playoffs for like five years. And they're still considered to be a great franchise. And now, you know, they've been in the playoffs the last three years and have won like one game. We'll so, see. You know, so. we'll, let, let's just see what happens. You know, but no, they're not winning the Super Bowl next year. Right. I, I'm, I'm with you. Right. But to say it's going to be a shit show and they're going to win four games again? You don't know that. I don't know that. Maybe they beat the Giants twice. Maybe they beat Washington once. Maybe they beat Dallas once. That's four wins right there. And they got an easy schedule, you know, because of their last place finish. Um, you know, maybe Jalen Hurts can play. Maybe he can't. But let's find out before we pronounce it, as we are want to do. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm sticking by my observation. I just see a disaster. Right. No, no, and you may be right, Kevin. I just but see what I'm it. saying is in the middle of like the the 2022 season, if all of a sudden they're like a, a, because, a, and the re- a, and you'll the re- be the first one. Like right. you can't just always um go back and forth, which we do in this town. And I don't mean you. I don't mean you. No, but but Mike, here's why. They are this is such an experimental year in a sense where you're going to have the head coach who's new. He's going to be working with a new staff and you're going to have a new quarterback and like you were in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. But you also have an offensive line that you're counting on three, at least older veterans who have had injury issues. Um, to protect Kevin, I won't them. argue with any statement that you're going to make. And, and, they are not a good football right. team. I and, get it. And I don't trust and I don't trust that they're going to make the right move at number six. I really you don't. You may be right. You may be right. I, see, I don't think they can screw up number six only in the sense that, I, yeah, could you get a guy there to turn? Well, if you get Smith or Chase or Pitts, you're fine. Well, the, yeah. if they go for a quarterback, I really have concerns. Yeah, but well, let, let, what if Justin Fields is there at six and you don't take him? And I'm not saying he should. I, I, I won't. I don't think. But, and in three years from now, Justin Fields is Dak Prescott. You know, we're, we're just saying don't take a quarterback because, but if that quarterback at six, whether it's Mac Jones, Justin Fields, or the guy from North Dakota State, turns out to be a really good starter in this league, then were they smart or not smart? I, See, the Eagles have to sit there. I mean, they, 
they they have to sit there and say, if there's a quarterback at six mm-hmm. that they think is going to be better than Jalen Hurts, significantly better, not just, you know, in the same, then to me, you've got to think about it. Now, I don't think just I, – I wouldn't take a shot on Justin Fields. I don't even know if Justin Fields will be there. I think three quarterbacks are going to go before they pick. So they would probably be choosing either Mac Jones or the guy from North Trey Dakota Lance, State, which would really be interesting, obviously, for all the obvious reasons. That's why if I was the Eagles – So you, th- you think obviously Lawrence is going uh, – You think- Oh, the kid from BYU is going too. I th- Well, I'll put it this way. The, B- the kid from BYU – I think is going to be the second quarterback taken. That doesn't mean if Fields might not be the quarterback. And I don't know what the Jets are going to do. But I think if the Jets, if the Jets are smart, the Jets are trading out of that. Pick. Don't want a quarterback. Let's say they don't want a quarterback. Yeah, Let's you trade for sake you, argument. You trade out of the pick. You got to trade out, and whoever's trading into there is going to take a quarterback. And you get two or three potential first rounds down the road. Yeah, but the Jets, the Jets already have a lot. Like the funny thing is, is the Jets and the Dolphins. Both have a lot like of draft picks and stuff. The, the, the Jets are almost in a position to do the opposite, which is to to try to get Deshaun Watson and yeah. give up like three number ones and, although, and a starter. Although, given everything that's going on, I'm not sure anybody's going to touch Deshaun Watson right now. I think when Houston went out and got the guy from Tyrod Taylor, I think Houston's telling you everything you need to know. Yeah, but with the other stuff going on, you better be damn confident oh, well, that's yeah, not... That, yeah. You're going to tell me that somebody in this league, the Jets, you know, got, teams have signed like A B like 32 times, and that. But but Mike, I, mean, I don't know. You, what didn't, you didn't trade multiple number one picks for A B. Um. Yeah, but it's not a quarterback. You know, a I understand, but you're not trading. And I I think some of it. Uh, look, whatever. I I don't know. What's the worst that's going? Let, let me ask you. Well, questions. it's a civil case know. right now. What's the worst that's going to happen to him if he is found guilty of whatever charges? In a civil case. He'd lose money, right? Yeah, but he could be suspended by the league. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Hey, look. That's the part. Like, the money thing, you're right. You know, I don't think teams care, and there'll be a backlash, I think, a little bit PR-wise if some of the accusations are true. I hear you. But... If, if for, for teams, 20, it's the, like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose Deshaun Watson for five okay. games. You're the Jets, and you stunk for a decade, okay? And you're getting a 25-year-old quarterback that's, yeah, he's one of the best 10 quarterbacks in the league. I don't know if he's one of the best five, but, you know, he's, he's way up there. And you're getting him for the next five years, at least, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to hope to. Do you care about the first four games of next year? Really, Kevin? I mean, so if the Jets make this trade, the Jets ain't winning well, the Super Bowl next year. They're in a division with the Bills. No, I I know the it, Dolphins. and the Patriots, and I get it. But uh, but I'm also saying that if you're making that trade, and let's say it's weeks eight through twelve, you know, because it's not guaranteed that this one's going to come down. You know, week one. It's but not. it doesn't matter, Kevin. Kevin, it's not about next year. The Jets ain't making this trade. This isn't like the Dolphins would be making the trade. And the Dolphins are kind of a team that's poised to maybe make a run. The Jets ain't that team. No, the, the Jets were worse than the Eagles last year. I have vowed that, that was I, hard to do. I have vowed I really didn't want to talk to the Eagles because, like well, you okay. and I, I mean, okay, but but, but, but in my mind, Watson, the Eagles have come up with it in the Deshaun. You know, I mean, yeah, people in this town now. Good, good luck on that one. The Eagles are going to get Deshaun Watson. I really like. 
you know, you're Houston, you can trade up to the two or trade up to the three and get at least three first-round picks. To make up yeah, for the first-round picks you've already traded. What's that? To make up for the first-round picks you traded for Laramie Tunsil and... Right. But I'm saying the Eagles are not, again, they're not no. in a position of strength here. No, I, you're right. The Eagles have no hope. I mean, with this. Well, not according no, no. to Angelo's show today because, you know, Angelo had the guy on um, La Francette. What's that guy's name? Uh, the guy uh, Jay, who does the NFL La Comfora. Right. And he's, on, he's basically telling Angelo. Angelo, there's other teams that are more poised than the Eagles to kind of do this. But because he had a story saying that the Eagles were doing their due diligence, now he gets everybody in Philadelphia excited that, oh, my God, the Eagles, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and first of all, if you are um, Deshaun Watson, not, he doesn't have a veto trade, right? He doesn't, Wilson has the no trade thing, yeah. right? Okay, you're going from Houston to the Eagles? That's like a, a massive step, I mean – don't the Eagles have the same issue? No, if I'm just they just, the, if they just I'm, lost the quarterback because the quarterback thinks that the management right. stunk. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm angling to get to New York. I'm angling to get to um, the Jets. If you think you could. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson would like to play for a team that has a chance in a few years to win. He was on some good teams in Houston. Yeah. You know, but, but, I'm, but I'm saying, Jets. like, are the Jets are more appealing than the Bears right um, now. Well, if you want to win next year, the Bears have a better chance to do that than the Jets. Yeah, but there's also a pretty good chance that the GM and the head coach aren't going to be around. Not if you win next year. Wow. I mean, if Deshaun Watson goes there and you get into the playoffs and win a game, let's say, mm-hmm. well, I don't think anybody's letting Nagy go or the GM go. I, I would seriously doubt that. If you go 8-8 eight and eight with Deshaun Watson, yeah, you're you're gone, so... Um, Miami, you know, would, I, Miami would be the other spot, but yeah. And I mean, here, here's another thing. Here's the world we live in. Two years ago, Tua was the guy. Yeah. You know, now, he was, he was, and until he hurt his hip, okay, and the hip injury was serious. I mm-hmm. get all that. Now he goes to the Dolphins with like the fifth pick, and Herbert's actually better than him last year with the seventh pick, and now people are talking like that they're going to get they're going to give up on Tua after a year. Like, how sick is the world we, we live in with quarterbacks? Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's everybody wants the franchise quarterback. Well, but in fairness, too, it could be a bargaining chip if you're going to make that trade with Houston and try to get But What I'm saying, Watson. Kevin, is you drafted him to be your I quarterback. Know. I know, Mike. It used, it used to be in football. You drafted a quarterback. And you let him gave marinate. Him three or four years to kind of feel his way, learn the game, take some hits, whatever. Troy Aikman took a couple first couple years. It isn't like that anymore. They throw guys in, and if you're no good after two or three years, you're done. We're moving on. Um, Sam Darnold, Mitch Trubisky, the guy in the Giants is going to be the same way if he doesn't win next year or do something. Um, all these quarterbacks, are, and then guys like RG3 get hurt. They're the, I mean, how many quarterbacks Wentz. have a shelf life of like three years Wentz. anymore? Wentz was five, but really Wentz was three. Um, well, he lasted five. Yeah, I mean, you know, four and a half, whatever, four and two thirds. Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's it's, you know, um, and I don't think that. Yeah, I, I personally don't think Wilson's getting moved. No, but no, because you know, they would have taken the Chicago offer three first round picks if if they were moving. Yeah, but the Chicago offer might be there but, two weeks from now. Well, you know, yeah, but know. they also did get Andy Dalton and paid him enough money that you think that kind of closes the door. Um. Uh, 
I guess. I mean, but I look, I Kevin, I don't know anymore. I, I, I don't, you know, you see these, all these guys, these quarterbacks moving around and it's just hard to fathom sometimes, um, you know, but Hey, look, I, I just think, but getting back to the Eagles where the, the whole went, so I'm not going to talk about it. And then, and tell what telling he didn't want uh, Philadelphia reporters on his call. Well, eventually, Are you me? eventually they they did. You know, yeah. But he tell me that Carson Wentz, whatever whatever he thinks how he did, or whatever how he really did, or Lori really did, or Doug really did to him, he put himself on the bench last year because he played like crap. Now maybe he was surrounded by crap, right? And maybe the line was crap. But doesn't he look like a baby? Oh yeah. I mean. He does, and Howie just looks like Howie, which you know I've never changed my opinion of you know the the little nerd kid that got his recess money taken from him, but whatever. But he's got a Super Bowl ring, so. But I mean, Wentz, just just, just be a man. Yeah. Just say, hey, this is what happened. You know, I didn't like it when they drafted Jalen Hurts, um, and then you know my line stunk, and then you know whatever. I know he can't say that. I but Jesus God. Just, I, I don't know whether to root for him or root against him. You know? Uh, yeah, I guess. Are, are you ambivalent? or do, yeah. see, I like Frank Reich. So I, I, I am at a point I really don't care. I, I hate saying it that way, but I really. And you know what's going to happen all next year, Kevin. If Wentz goes out the first week, throws for three touchdowns, and the Colts win, Dan Orlovsky's going to be on there Monday morning with Greeny and and the five other talking heads, you know, and they're all going, oh, yeah. And then if Wentz goes out and plays like crap in week three, you know, or every game, it's Jalen Hurts. Oh, we played, oh, look at what Jalen Hurts did. Oh, my God, Jalen Hurts stunk. Yeah, it's it's going to be all year. Yep. It's, it's it's never, ever, ever going to go away. And if, God forbid, Wentz gets to a Super Bowl or wins a Super Bowl, it, it, I mean, it, it, it'll just even – you know, but hey, you know what? We got a ring, so whatever. Yeah, we got a ring. Um. All right, so let's continue into the early tournament. Villanova's playing Winthrop, um, in round one on uh Friday. Real night. late, real late. Yeah, they are the ten o'clock game. Which yes, they are. Which means it'll start at ten uh, ten thirty at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum in beautiful Indianapolis. What is, what is that? I U P U I. Is, okay. is that in Indiana? Is that in, in, in Indianapolis? That's in Indianapolis. Yes, both Drexel and okay. them will play. Drexel's got Illinois, so and that's early, right? That, that's the fun. noon game, I believe. Okay, um, so they, could be, they, they could be the first team out. They could. Yeah, Temple. Well, aside from the first, the first team. four teams, yeah. Yeah, Temple was almost the first team out the one year in '98 uh, in Boise. Yeah, they were, I think, and why we were playing that early, now that I think about it, that game in Boise must have started at 10 in the morning. Yeah, um, and it looked it. One, <laughs> oh, they got the <laughs> There was the one team that got ousted, I think it was Navy, I, I could be mistaken, like five minutes before Temple lost. So Temple technically, I think, was the second team out of the tournament. Because mm-hmm. I don't even know if they did first four then. No, they didn't. They didn't, okay. First four right. just started, I think, about seven or eight years ago. I think it's been a little more than that, Kevin. Maybe 10? Yeah, because when LaSalle was in in 13, it wasn't like a new thing. Right. You know? Um, I hate the... V- by the way, VCU I... VCU went to a final 4-1 year out of the out of that 
first four, and I think that was 11 or 13. It was it might have been 13. It might have been the same year as LaSalle. There is, I should point out, an interesting first four game tonight, and that's Michigan State and UCLA. Yeah. Um, yeah, two at the two elevens yeah. and and Michigan State obviously playing in the meat grinder of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. UCLA did not have a good NCAA or a Pac twelve tournament, um, mm-hmm. so that's how they. I hear a lot of people are saying to take UCLA in that game, only because the two teams are basically even, at least the way they're like looking at it. Right, and um, you you can get like uh, if you play the money line, you can get like plus one thirty on UCLA or something. All right, so Nova Nova is the five seed in the uh, South. Winthrop is one of those teams that, like, they've become the fat because everybody picks a 512. Everybody like, loves Winthrop. Everybody loves Winthrop. Couldn't name you one player in the team, but everybody loves Winthrop. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I, mean, I know. I, I, they've, become I, the, the, they've become this year's um, big pick, I guess, because of Gillespie being hurt. You know, Villanova might not be a five if Gillespie wasn't hurt. Well, and you've and you've had uh, you've had Seth Davis who came out pretty quickly on Sunday night and said that he thought Winthrop yeah. beats Nova. Jay Billis has come out and said it. I think yep. Seth Greenberg has come out and said it. Yeah, which um, mean, which leads me to believe that Villanova will win. win. <laughs> I was just gonna say, you know, I'm sure yeah. Jay is not minded having everybody well, say yeah, this. I mean, look, is this team going to the Final Four? No. No, and they probably uh, lose the Purdue. The fo- they probably lose the Purdue on Sunday if if they could well, get by. Yeah, well, they beat Purdue in in nineteen. Or no, they lost to Purdue in nineteen. That was wasn't right. that the second round matchup. Yeah. Um. Look, if they had Gillespie, they weren't getting to the Final Four in all likelihood. I don't think they were that good. Um. They don't have a lot of. But you know what? They're still Villanova. There's still a certain amount of pride there. Um. You know, obviously there's a pedigree with Jay and and what's come. Yeah, look, they haven't gotten past the second round, but twice since 2009. So would it be a shock if they didn't get past the second round? No, um, because they they have a history of not getting past the second round. But I just for maybe I'm nuts. Maybe I'm just too close to Philadelphia. Whatever. I just see them coming up with a big effort. And I'm not saying I think the line's five, five yeah. and a half, six, something like that. I'm not even getting in the lines this year. I have a hard enough time just picking winners. But I just think Villanova is going to figure out a way to win the game. I think Arch's uh, brother is going to play well. He played well in the game he played against Georgetown, even though they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think some of their, their better players are going to come up with good games. I do, too. And and, and, and it's going to be just enough. They're, they're, yeah, I, I'm not going to look ahead to and, Purdue or whoever they might play. Well, and, and remember, Jay had... The Gillespie injury, then the Justin Moore injury that happened in back-to-back games at the end of the regular right. season. Right. Yeah, you know, losing well, the Georgetown, they didn't play poorly against Georgetown. They played they all right. Make, they didn't make free throws. They didn't make free throws. So no. he's now sat him down for the, he's had eight days to work with them. And, and didn't they get beat pretty good on the boards, Kevin, in that game? Uh, they lost, I, have, I might. Have I think they ball. lost by five on the boards. So it was like okay. not a. It wasn't there was a great. couple plays at the end of the game where there was like a tip in or oh, yeah. it was a um but, the, but let's be honest, they get beat on the boards yeah. by bigger teams, and Georgetown was a bigger team. I the mean team, the teams that they have the most trouble with, I think, are quick teams. And I don't know if Winthrop's quick. I I, I you know, I, I but they, the the teams that like um like the Baylor type teams, yeah, they give Villanova because Villanova's not quick. Right. I mean, you know, you can make all the jokes you want, but they're just not that quick of a team. Um, but they're going to play. You know, Villanova's going to play tough. They're going to play gritty. Might not be pretty, 
Um, their 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 uh, kid that's going to go to the pros, Robinson Earl, he's got to have a big game. Mm-hmm. You know, Samuels probably has to have a big game. Um, I'm assuming Moore's going to be okay. He played okay against George. I would assume Moore starts, wouldn't you? After eight days off. Well, he played. He played 20 minutes against Georgetown. Yeah, so I on a bench roll, I would imagine now it's yeah. probably going to be in the starting lineup. Yeah, I would think. And and look, and and those guys, you know, in a perfect world, they're going to play 35 minutes. I mean, you know, um, I, I mean, if you know, I I just you know, could they lose? Sure. I mean, you know, um, like it wouldn't be the biggest yeah. upset in the world to me. No, I, but I, I, they're only a five or six point favorite. That's not you know. But I also be- I also believe sometimes that the ones that look so obvious are the ones that that never come in. And you know what the stupidest thing in the world is? All of these things are going to give you a million dollars if you pick, pick a, a perfect bracket. Pool. Yeah. If you go sixty nine and zero, and that's what you would have to go right on that sixty four. They only do it from the they only do it from the main field. Okay, if you go sixty four and zero, they should give you ten million dollars or twenty million dollars. Nobody, I'm sure there's been one or two people in the history of the world that maybe have done something close to that or whatever. Come on. People can't even get through the first weekend 16 and 0 or th- 32 and 0 or whatever. I think the hell I, I was just going to say, I think the I think the best percentage I've ever had on a pool in the first weekend of the tor- tournament was 29 and 3 one year. I, I, Kevin, I stopped filling out pools. About 20, 25 years ago. One year I did have, I had Louisville in 86 when they won. Mm-hmm. I think one year I had like three to four Final Four teams, but that was that the year when like number ones got to the Final Four. I, I And then I stopped doing it because I had to go to the, um, the coaches versus cancer thing at the plus, and we always had to give our Final Four teams. Mm-hmm. And I, I sometimes I'd get a couple of Final Four teams, but my son called me the other day. My, my friend wanted me to get in this pool, and I, I looked at him, I said, it's too much work. It's too much overthinking yourself. It's too much. I, I just want to sit and watch and, and and just, you know, I don't want to be sitting there worrying if Winthrop beats Nova or if, you know, the 14 seed yeah, pulls I'm, the I'm big ups. I'm, I'm not playing I, a pool this year. It's, you know, it's still too risky. That being said, who are your final four teams? I have. I, I mean, look, I'm just going to give you the team. Here's what I think. I think the best two teams are Gonzaga and Baylor. They have been all year. I really like Baylor. I saw them last year. I liked them last year. Now, does that mean, you know, Gonzaga's obviously chasing history. They haven't played anybody good in about a month and a half because they play, you know, whatever. I mean, BYU's pretty good, but um, so I don't know. The the and then you can take the the other the all after that, I say take all the Big Ten teams and all the Big 12 teams that are in the top three or four lines. Because I think once you get past, the, like, four seeds, I, I can't see anybody getting to a Final Four. I know some years a six seed gets or I, I just – the Big Ten teams and pa- the Big pass 12 the four, teams are Pass so the good. four seed, you're saying. Yeah, like, like I can't see, like, a six seed somehow figure now out I, to- Now, in the one bracket I kind of did on my own, uh, I do have a seven seed getting to the final. Or to the, right. to the – I'm sorry, to the regional final. Well, regional finals not the final four, right? Um, and but, I have a and I have them I have them losing to a four seed. I have Florida State over UConn. I think UConn see, can get to the regional final. See, I just can't. I, 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 and I'm not. I'm just saying this year. And first of all, playing in the bubble changes everything. Yeah, it does. It, it, the whole thing because you ain't going to those first round sites. You ain't getting crowds. You know what? So, so the whole thing has changed. Does that 
favor to favorites or not. I, I think it would tend to favor to favorites. Could be wrong about that. I don't know. But to me, there's such a drop-off after the first 12, 13, 14 teams. I really do. I think there's such a drop-off between the ones, twos, and threes. There's like four real good teams from the Big Ten. There's three or four real good teams from the Big 12. So I tried to look at teams, uh, you know, like I don't know anything about Alabama. I really don't. They shoot the three. They They shoot the the three like nuts. Yeah, but they're 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 like the fifth best. They're the fifth seeded team in this tournament, right? So somebody thinks they're the fifth best team in the country. I, I think it's, a, it's bloated. Yeah, yeah, I agree okay. with you on that. In an SEC where Kentucky wasn't anything, now I also think Houston's pretty good. Okay, I'm not the biggest Kelvin Sampson fan in the world, but I'm just trying to look for some teams. I actually gave my son Texas as a three seed. I th- I think Texas is pretty good. But uh, Oklahoma State, I kind of like. There are four. But when you just look, the team I really liked before Livers got hurt was Michigan. Right. Um, Livers. I, I'm probably going to root for Michigan because of Phil. But I don't – I think that injury is just going to be enough maybe that, you know, it, it kind of – I think if you ask me, like, right now, pick a winner. Just give me a winner. I'll take Baylor. Um, because I just think I like their team. They've had this team for two years, basically. Um, I just like Baylor. Like, uh, like, know. and that that being said, some, you know, Kansas will probably win the damn thing or something. Well, I I eliminate Kansas automatically because of Bill Self. But um, well, Bill Self does get the Final Fours, Kevin. I mean, I, I you understand. Know, it's easy for us to sit here. I'm not the biggest Bill Self fan in the world either. But you know, the, the, he he does sometimes get to. And this year, the thing you got to remember with a team like Kansas is they're not the favorite. So most years, Bill Self is fighting that we're the one or two seed kind of deal, and he gets upset. Well, you know, he nobody's looking at Kansas this year. They're like off the radar. I, I sometimes like teams that are the, – the thing with Kansas that scares me more is the COVID stuff. Um, and Virginia's kind of got that going. Um but like to me, Kansas. No, nobody, nobody. Very few people are going to pick Kansas to win the, the whole thing, or they probably to even get to the final four. And that just, you know, that kind of like, okay, well, you know, it's kind of like you, when you overlook, like if Villanova, let's say, had Gillespie, and was like a four seed, and probably nobody would be picking them. And you know, eh, who knows? Like you, know, you got Carolina. Carolina at, at ten or an eight, eight, nine. They're an eight. Yeah. And I don't think Car- there's times when Carolina hasn't looked bad. You know, I mean, if if you were one seed, let's say, and I don't know what region you're, I don't know who any regions are in, but would you want to play Carolina in the second round? Well, that would be Baylor. Okay, but I'm just saying. So if you're Baylor and you're sitting there, and I just mush them, but if you're Baylor and you're sitting there, I mean, do you really want to see UNC showing up in the second round now, even if it's not a great UNC team? I don't know. It's kind of like seeing Duke in the second round. You know, or Kentucky, that one year when Wichita State was unbeaten and had to play Kentucky in the second round. Or, I mean, really? <laughs> Come on. Um, You know what's interesting? I'm, I'm actually looking at a bracket. Who do, who do you like? Who do you, who do you think is going to My four in the Final Four? Uh, yeah, who do you, and who do you think is going to Well, win? I started from backwards. I, 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 do, I do like UConn a, a little bit like you're saying. I just don't like them to get... Maybe quite to the elite eight, right? 
I, I like Gonzaga to win the whole thing. I think Gonzaga's really good. I think Gonzaga shoots the ball well. They're to, they're to lean. Do, do you think the history thing gets to him? No. No, okay. I don't. I actually think that's where being in a bubble helps. They don't go back to campus. They won't have everybody talking to them about it. Yeah, you might be right. I think that helps them. I also think that the West is incredibly weak, um, with the exception of Iowa. Okay, I think Iowa's pretty good, and they would meet Gonzaga in the regional final. But I think well, the three teams that Gonzaga beat pretty good this year are all in that region, right? Yeah, Kansas. Uh, um, there's three Kansas, teams that they Iowa, beat. and well, did they beat Oregon? Was it? Now it wasn't Oregon, but I think there's three teams in that region that they beat. West Virginia is West Virginia. No, Virginia's in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Virginia. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that was the other team. And there's there's another team, Kevin. Like my son asked me about that. He goes, "What about West Virginia, Dad?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, I don't know much except Bobby Huggins. You know, I, I thought the year Villanova won in eighteen that Bobby Huggins was the biggest thing that they were going to face, and it turned out it was. But Bobby hasn't been like to a Final Four in a long time. But he, but he's he's in a Hall of Fame coach. You know, his teams usually show up and play. Nobody's looking at West Virginia, and they're no. a three seed. I mean, you know, if you're a three seed, somebody's telling you you're one of the best twelve teams in the country, and you know it's just kind of like who's West Virginia? <laughs> I don't, you know, who knows, man? It, I mean, so I, I've got, I've got them kind of out of the West, um, which is kind of stupid. They didn't give names, yeah, like all these regions, but they're going to be in the same spot, so. I've got uh, Ohio State coming out of the South. I, I think uh, Baylor, Ohio State in the final in the South, uh, but I, I think Ohio State actually is probably the better overall team. Baylor hasn't been the same since COVID, since they had their COVID issues. Yeah, uh, they got to regroup. They got to regroup, and I, I get it. You know, getting knocked down the Big 12 tournament wasn't the worst thing in the world to happen on, but uh, I got Illinois in the Midwest. I think they're the best team in that bracket. I do like West Virginia, though. I think West Virginia could give them a game in the in the regional final, and I got I got Florida State as my fourth. See, I think one of the problems when people pick pools, and I, I is they look at seeds. So somebody will sit there and go, and they'll fill out their bracket, and then they'll say, "Oh man, I got three number ones. I, I got to change that. I can't have three number ones." And then they change, and they go, "Man, I really should have like a two in there." Like. I think if if you took the numbers away from things, people would pick pools differently because mm-hmm. um, they're always looking at seeds. And and I know I was guilty of that. Yeah, you know, I would sit there and I would either have three number ones, or I would have like no number ones. You know, and and some years there's no number ones. You know, I just think this year, because of the bubble, and because I think there are certain teams that have kind of separated themselves. I and that's why I love the first weekend because I think there can be upsets the first weekend, obviously. But I think when you get to a certain point, the top twelve teams or so, and there's some four seeds that are pretty good too. But I just think they weed themselves out. I think they're, you know, and the one good thing about being a three or a two seed, or even a six or well three or two in particular, though, you don't play the one till you know if you got that far to elite eight. Whereas if you're the four seed or the five seed, you're going to get them in that Sweet 16 round. Um, I think more ones, if you, if you looked historically, and I could be wrong about this, more ones might get knocked off by eights and nines in that second game. Um, I don't, you know, 
I, I, you could make a case. You could make a case for Illinois. You could make a case for Baylor. You could make a case for Gonzaga. You could make a case for Michigan. Mm-hmm. And be a perf- perfect. And then you could probably go through the twos and make a well, pretty good case well, for most of well, those. Well, Michigan, Michigan, I think with the liver situation right now, I, I, that makes it tough to pick them. Go win a national. It makes title. it tough to pick them, but I still think. They could go far. Oh, they could. I think they're that good. That being said, it is Jawan's. It is Jawan's first tournament, so yeah, that's why he's got Phil there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they did go one and three down the stretch. Um, yeah, yeah, but they they they, they my, have my meat son grinder coming was saying down the stretch. something to me about. Yeah, my son was saying something. I don't know if this is true or not, but like six of the last. I mean, first of all, the overall number one seed, which is Gonzaga has only won the tournament, I think, once in the last seven or eight years. Okay? the My son had some kind of stat that, like, six of the last eight champions won their conference tournament. Well, Nova was the overall number one, weren't they? Nova was never the overall number one. They weren't the overall number one in 18? I don't think so. I I don't think they were the number one team in the country. Because they didn't know. They they won because they lost the Big East tournament. No, they won the Big East tournament that year. Oh, that's right, in 18. 18. I'd have to go back and look, Kevin. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I didn't think they were the overall number one. Go ahead. Keep talking. I don't know, yeah, but I don't know who was because I, I, I don't remember 2018. Um, I mean, Duke was a number one. Duke and Kansas played in the regional final. Um, no, Virginia was the number one, and they lost in the first round to UMBC. Uh, yeah, they were. I'm almost sure Virginia. Was yeah, Virginia was one. Team. Nova was two. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying. And, and Xavier was fourth. The uh, Xavier was a number one seed. <laughs> Xavier was good that year. Twenty eight um, and five. How come I totally forgot that? Well, they made the final eight. I think. Yeah they lo- they lost to Michigan. Yeah. Um. But I mean, look, last year Dayton would have been a number one, and um, there was another number one that was a little off the um, beaten path. It was uh, Dayton. Oh God, I'm trying to remember last year, but there was two number ones that weren't like your normal normal right. number ones. Nova was the um, overall number one in in seventeen. Okay, and and they yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm going through this. It, Nova was the overall number one seed se- in 17? seventeen. Yeah. And got Wisconsin in the second round? Yep, wow. they got screwed. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they still should have beat Wisconsin. 16, but, um, Kansas was in 16, and they lost to Nova. Right, right. Um, um, go ahead. I mean, the interesting thing with Gonzaga is, look, Gonzaga has been around for a little over two decades. They've been really good. They've made one Final Four, I think. That was about four or five years ago. Because um, they made it to the title game, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um and they've never, you know, if you've been around for 20, 22 years and have been a pretty good basketball team, and you've only made one fine, they're always viewed as this, you know, they're kind of like Villanova in a way. I mean, you know, they're a smaller school that mm-hmm. is all of a sudden playing big-time basketball. Okay, I mean, Villanova has more of a name because of the Big East and all that. But, you know, I, I, there's part of me that wants to see them win. A, because it's historical. You know, you put your, yourselves in with the six – other unbeaten champions that have come before you, um, and none in 45 years, but it, it would be so. But it, it's just you know, there's still a part of you that says it's Gonzaga, and I know that ain't fair. I know it ain't right because they got players that are going to go to the NBA. They got whatever. 
Um, but you look at Gonzaga and then you look at like Michigan or, 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 you know, uh, you know, Kentucky or Kansas and you're like, well, they ain't, you know, that's what I think that, that to me is a storyline of this tournament. But by the way, the, the last overall number one, the win, it was Louisville in 13. Right. It's I'm saying it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean Gonzaga ain't going to win it. Uh, you know, and I mean, in, in their world, I'm not sure getting to the final four is going to be satisfying enough. Oh, no, they have to win it. They have to win it right now. I think they, you know, I hate they've to say d- it like they've that. Done, they've done the go to the finals it. thing. They've gone, they've gone, going to the final four. They've gone to the finals. They have to win it. They do. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, like I said, if. Otherwise, they you just know, end up like Kentucky did in 15 and, and, and what, you know, well, Wichita State and all these teams that got to the undefeated and got, if you don't finish it, it don't matter. It really doesn't. No, but but I think like like I don't think anybody looks at Wichita State. Wichita State wasn't unbeaten the well, year that they got to the finals. No, they, but they Wichita State was unbeaten beat the next year, and they got screwed because they had Kentucky in the second round. Right. right. But I mean, when you're a littler school, uh, you know, like that Kentucky team that lost. To Wisconsin, that probably would have went down as a, as a, one of the great teams, I guess. Yeah. Of of all time, and it's a little different, I think, in Gonzaga's case because I think even if Gonzaga wins, they're they're not going to go down as like a great. But they're, but they're look, Indiana. You got three UCL, four UCLA teams. Um, Indiana, um, North Carolina in '57 when they beat Wilton triple overtime. Russell, I believe, one of his years went unbeaten. Right. And there might have been may, maybe one other. That's pretty good company. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you think of some of the teams like UNLV that couldn't do it, um, that UNLV team was pretty good. So you're taking. I mean, I was I was in the building that night. Right. Um. So you're so taking yeah. Baylor. I, I'll go with Baylor. I'll just you know I I just I've liked that team for two years now. So, you know, they probably won't win, but but I'm rooting for Michigan. Right, because I would love to. Hey, look, look for Phil Martelli to to with all what he went through two years ago and all, and and he did an interview with I think it was John Clark or no, it was somebody on um Channel Three because I watched Channel Three, and it was great. And Phil was emotional, and and he still feels the pain of St. Joe's. Mm-hmm. He admits that. Um, that's never going to change, and you know, for him to be in this position where he's really um. You know, it's Juwan's team. It's not Phil's team, but still, you know, um, I, 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 how cool would that be for for a lot of Philadelphians, for Phil Martelli to be, be a lot of St. Joe's people pissed? <laughs> well, yeah, but, but uh, you know what? He's probably still got a lot of friends at St. Joe's. Oh, he does, but I'm sure that, look, we both know there were some people behind the scenes at St. Joe's who. Sure. Sure. Didn't, didn't handle it well. No, yeah, but that's life. I mean, there's people at Temple that, you know, they wanted Fran Dolphy out. I mean, there was people, Kevin, there was people in 2013. Who wanted Jay out. Yeah. That wanted Jay out. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Guy's going to the Hall of Fame and they wanted him out. But even if the guy hadn't won the two national titles, but just people wanted Jay Wright gone. And, you know, please, please, please. Um, you know, people wanted Doug Peterson gone. <laughs> and they got him. Um, they got him gone. 
let's let's move on. Uh, yeah, the Sixers. It's tough to get a read on without Embiid. Um, where they, I I would say they're they're second in the hierarchy behind Brooklyn at this point in the East. Well, they might finish behind the box. Depends. Yeah, they, they got they, they got this third. they got this brutal stretch of like eleven games coming up. You know, seven yeah, or do. like nine on the road and all, yep. most of them on the West Coast and actually their game against Sacramento on Saturday night is their last home game I think for like three weeks. So yeah, but their schedule. I mean, let's face it. Oh, they've been they've been week, beneficial. They've had a really favorable schedule. So you know, does and the, B just picked a bad time to get hurt? But. Yeah, the thing is, that even without Embiid now, they're they're playing decent basketball. I mean, they're 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 defending. They're getting some three. They're getting some three point shooting. They're able to, you know, they're able to play decent. They're a Kevin. They're a good team. You know, nobody's. They're not going to fall off the cliff without Embiid. Is what I'm saying. They're not going to fall off the cliff without Embiid. No, but falling off the cliff, you don't have to fall off the cliff to become the third seed or the second. Oh, sure. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, um, you know, the question is if they don't make moves or if they only make a little move or, you know, and I don't know. Did, did Curry get hurt the other night? Didn't he go off? He rolled his ankle. ankle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I worry about stuff like that because ankles turn into two or three or four games where you don't play. Um, they're a good team. I mean, if they don't make any moves at all, do they have a shot? Yeah, they don't. You know, I don't know if they're better than the Nets. Um, I don't know if they're better than the Bucks. Um, right. you know, so my, and there might be another. You know, Miami's won like ten of eleven. Yeah, they're getting better. Uh, you might have to play one of those teams. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's you know, look, the guy got hurt. Um, they're trying to do the best they can, and the the only thing that you hope is is that he doesn't get hurt again when he comes back. He's kind of like he was before he went out. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't be, but you know, I don't know, you know, what this kind of a knee thing does to you. You know, do you have to work yourself back in after two weeks, or, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it'll. Be, I mean, it, it's. It, it, I think it makes Morty's job a little bit harder, only in that. Um, you know, I don't know who's out there or who you can get or what what moves you can make that you think are going to make a difference. I, I, you know. Yeah, it's tough. I've heard some names mentioned. I mean, you know, I mean, Anthony wants him to go get Oladipo and give up, you know, everybody, and maybe that's the right move. It, it, I mean, if you could get – he's on Houston, right? Yeah. Well, you ain't getting Oladipo then, so, I mean, it's like <laughs> – um, maybe you would if you gave him like three number one picks. I don't know who the hell knows. Um, I don't want to screw up. What I worry about is screwing up the team. You know, and it's easy to sit there and go, well, we can trade Danny Green and we can trade this guy, Thibault, and then we can do this. So we bring in this really good player. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there and going, okay, but what did Danny Green give you? And, what, and I'm not saying, like, I, I'm going to keep Danny Green over all the deep. I don't mean it that way. But I just think you got to be a little because I think the coach has created something here. Yeah, I, I do too. You know, and I understand where you're their going. Defense could it. be better. We all know that. Um, you know, I look, they're going to go as far in the playoffs as probably their, you know, Embiid, Simmons, and Tobias take them. 
And that's and Tobias. Hey, look, Tobias is playing really well. I mean, he is. And Simmons is playing other than the shot. He, you saw the shot he made the other night at the yeah. end of the game. Dude, you're telling me he can't do that once in a while? I know. Seriously? Yeah. He looked good doing it. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's just like. This yeah. is what he is. He is, gonna, he is maddening because you see what he could be. I just don't get the why part. That's the part I, I don't I get. I can't either. Right. If, I, if you if you if you really stunk at shooting, I get it. Okay, I I can't shoot. I, I don't. You know, I, I can't. But I've watched a couple of their games where he'll make a move into the paint, and he's not even looking at the basket. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just looking. And God bless him. He finds a lot of open guys. I'm not saying that, but. Man, just like oh god, I all the people <laughs> that weren't sure they should got Harden. Oh yeah, like <laughs> so. Like if you asked everybody today, would you have traded Simmons for Harden? What's the answer? Uh, I think they would. Right, but I'm saying if you go back to December, they would. When this conversation oh. was going on, it was oh my god, we got to give him Maxi too. We got. You take James Harden, and you have Harden, Tobias, and Embiid, and you figure it out from there. Yeah. And as much as I don't want to get rid of Simmons, I really don't. I, I don't, you know, I hope he spends the next 10 years here. Um, But, my God, James Harden. And, and now, so now Embiid's not going to get the MVP, right? And then everybody's going to, like, wallow about that. You know what? I don't care. I mean, it, it, would he have won the MVP? Yeah, he might have. I mean, maybe people will still vote for him. I don't know. Maybe he'll have, like, a great last month of the season. But you could seriously make a case right now for James Harden. Oh, sure. You could. And and especially if the Nets finish ahead of him, which they may. Um, I don't Hey, look, I, I, I hope the Nets play the Sixers at some point because I think it'll be a really cool series. And I'm not so sure the Sixers can't win the series. I really I, – I think the Sixers – are better team than people think. They're not perfect. And I'm not saying they're better than the Nets. I'm not saying they're better than whoever comes out of the West. But I just think all these people think they got to make like these these big moves. And and yeah, would it be great if they could make some moves? But they're going to hurt. You know, you can't. I hear all these people. Oh, you should get Zach Levine. Oh, okay. Just calm down a second. How are we getting Zach Levine? Like, like what are we? And I get it if you just want to give up three first-round picks. Because you don't think the first round picks are going to be important right. to some degree. I'm for that. But then you got to make the money match up. And all these people don't want to make all these moves. You got to make, they don't understand it. In the NBA, the money has to match up. You can't just go out and do it. And um, I'm sure Maury's sitting there right now trying to figure this thing out. But, you know, I, I still think, like right now, the Sixers are one of the best, what, what would you say, five or six best teams in the NBA? Uh, five, I I would seven? say five. I was I would put five. You think you think, uh, you think uh, Utah? The two, uh, would you put the two LA teams in there? Utah, Brooklyn, the Lakers. You got to put the Clippers in there. The Clippers are playing. Clippers? Really well. well, no, Clippers have been awful recently. Recently, okay, okay. I probably haven't paid attention for a week. Then I'm sorry. Um, but I yeah. still think you got kind of got to throw it. But you're you okay? You're right. And the Lakers, I'm assuming with AD now. I'm I'm assuming yep. you know AD comes back and 
you know, is AD. And like I said, in the East, I mean, I don't know. Can Miami get better again? I, I, I guess. But I still think the Sixers are probably a better team, right? Right. You know, I don't know. Um, there's a report out tonight, uh, today, that uh, the NFL TV deals are about to get announced. Um, and, and you're going to say, well, so what? Um, no, it's going to make the cap go way up. Yeah. Uh, Amazon Prime apparently is poised to be the exclusive home of Thursday night football. So that means I'll never watch another Thursday night game. Unless it's uh, now it would be shown in local markets, but Amazon would actually end up producing it himself. So it wouldn't be like NFL Network or whatever. They would no, do but it. what you're saying is if if the Arizonas were playing the Denver's, yep, you won't I'm see it because gonna, you don't I'm have Amazon Prime, right? And I'm okay with that. Uh, the DirecTV Sunday ticket package will go to ESPN Plus, according to this report. Okay, well, I'm, I don't care about that either. Right. Fox CB, well, I do because I have DirecTV. Fox, CBS, NBC, and ESPN will all re up. So, what you're deals. saying is on DirecTV, you are not going to be able to get the NFL package anymore? Nope. So, guess what that means? A lot of people are going to be getting rid of DirecTV. And they'll be getting ESPN Plus. Yeah. Which will, which they'll raise their rates. Um, I wonder. This is all foreign to me, anyway. Right. You, you know. But and and what was the other ones after after that one you said? Well, Fox, NBC, CBS, and and um, uh, ESPN will hold on to what they have. In other words, ESPN will still have Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Fox and CBS and, will hold and, the Sunday packages, and uh, NBC Sunday will have the Sunday, Sunday night, night game. game. Uh, there's another report that, uh, so basically what they're saying, Kevin, is that unless you have Amazon prime, you're not going to see Thursday Thursday night football football game. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if they get good games on Thursday night or will it be, Hey, we have to show everybody in the league. So we're going to do that on Thursday. I wonder what Amazon prime a paid for that. Apparently a billion dollars. So they think that they're going to get enough subscribers. Yep. To come in, okay. Well, that you know what, great for them. Um, but if people are are getting that just to watch a Thursday night football game, God bless them. I'm sure there's more than just that on Amazon Prime. But you know, um, I don't need to see a Thursday night game that badly. But again, that's me. I'm you know I'm the dinosaur in the room. So, well, know. it was funny. I was listening to Rhea the other day on the show. And she was saying about all these plus channels now. Yeah. That she has, because that's all her kid watches. Right. And she goes, my bill is astronomical. And I'm just like, where does this end? You know, like I got cable. I pay X amount of dollars, whatever. Now cable's not good enough. Because you got to have Discovery Plus. You got to have Peacock. You got to have who this. And well, after P- while, well, you're paying now, if you have Comcast. Channels. Now, I've had both. I've had DirecTV and Comcast. Uh, direct TV is a remnant from my sports writer days. And I just, it's tied in with my cell phone. Yeah. My family playing for the cell phone. So it's not that expensive. Um, right. But what I'm saying is, so when you get direct TV, so you get all those pluses. No, I don't. I usually get them through Comcast. I have, uh, Netflix through, uh, through Comcast. Right. I have, um, uh, I had, I got ESPN plus on my own. My daughter, my stepdaughter has uh Disney plus. Right. But what I'm saying is if you have four or five of those, right. 
or six or seven of those because they're all going to that now. Yeah. Like everybody's got a plug. You could be spending another hundred dollars a month. You could, and, and, but I'll also. But I'll, why? What kind of world do we live in where I pay a hundred and whatever I pay for cable to get, let's say, for the sake of argument, to discover? Well, Mike, that. Mike, the thing is, most people are cutting cable and just going that, off Kevin. the pluses. I get that, but what I'm saying is, if I'm paying to have cable because one of the channels is Discovery and I watch shows on Discovery, let's say. Why now do I have to pay extra to watch other shows on Discovery? This is what I don't get. Yeah. I don't, you know, and then they tell me I got 55,000 episodes. Who is going to watch 55,000 episodes? Why do I need, you know, I, I, that would take me 10 years to go through 55,000 episodes. I, I just, I find this whole thing and this gen, the generation that's coming up now is all for it. Because, mm-hmm. well, I don't need cable anymore, but I'll get 35 streaming services. Okay, fine. You know, I go down to my son-in-law's house, and that's what they got. They got, you know, they don't have cable now. They got all these streaming services. My wife's best friend has all these streaming. And I'll go in and I'll say, well, can, can we watch ESPN? Oh, I don't get that. Well, what do, you mean, you know, what do you mean you don't get that? Well, we don't watch sports. Okay, so you don't watch. Okay, how about this channel? Well, we don't get that either. Oh, okay. You know, I, the, the whole thing just, it's just, um, Warps me a little bit. Well, you know, but, but think of it, Mike. Okay, in the NFL is going to sign this deal, and it's moving towards streaming. But the NFL is pretty much still going to be on, um, on yeah, because the NFL is too big. They couldn't on go broad, stri- Yeah, they couldn't do strictly st- streaming right. right now. Now, could it but, down the but road? Ten or fifteen years from now, they might. Um, you know, but you look at a league like the NHL, and the NHL has sold their their recent package and up the rate a lot to ESPN or one half right. of their package to ESPN. Okay. Mm-hmm. And ESPN is going to basically take over what would be NHL center ice or NHL TV. Uh, if you have, um, if you have, you know, like the, the out of town service, like you would for MLB, um, mm-hmm. they're taking that over and putting it on ESPN plus. So the mm-hmm. money you would normally spend on, let's say if you have the out of market package and you want to watch every, you know, Anaheim ducks game or whatever, you're going to probably spend it on ESPN plus, and it may actually end up being a little cheaper than it would be if it was a, a standalone thing. No, it won't because ESPN plus next year will raise the rates. Well, Kevin, every rate gets raised. Okay. It's like, I read the story of friends of mine. Well, when Netflix first came out, yeah, you get Netflix for eight 99 a month. Okay, great. Or whatever. Now Netflix is 12 99 a month. Oh, it's going up to 14 99 a month. Uh, it never stops going. It's like Disney world. Every six months, Disney World raises their rates. Why? Because they can. Disney Plus will raise their rates. Hulu will raise their rates. Nobody doesn't raise their rates. It's very simple. And everybody says, well, I'm not paying my cable bill. Well, that's fine. But you're going to pay more if, 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 if eventually for all your streaming services. It's just this way. When I got cable, I can look at my cable, see my 800 channels or whatever the hell I got. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, I get that channel. Oh, I don't get that channel. Okay. I, I, I just find it amazing that people think they're getting so much more and it's costing them less. Well, that will catch up to you. It, it, it's going to because nobody's giving you more for less in the world that we live in. Trust me on this one. So I'm one of those people. I don't care if I see an NBA game or an NHL game or a Major League Baseball game. I don't. Like if it's on to ESPN or something, okay, and I got nothing to do, I'll watch it. I'll watch the Phillies, I'll watch the Flyers, I'll watch the Sixers. The NFL is a different entity. 
because at the NFL is once a week. Mm-hmm. You want to see games. But all these people, they can't get through their lives without watching 10 NHL games a night. Okay, I understand that. I, I That's fine. But I, I just don't see this need for me to see Damian Lillard playing tonight. If the, you know, Golden State's playing um, Portland. Portland. Okay, I don't need to see that game. But there are people out there that want to see it. And for those type of people who are used to spending 250 like I think the NBA package right now is like 300 bucks for the mm-hmm. season. I know baseball for me is 175 for the year? For the year. Yeah, and that's a bargain. I mean, you know, if you're into baseball, Kevin. Right. I and I and, and the and the NFL package is about 350. And if I was covering college football still, and they had a cop, well, the paper probably would yeah, they, well, whatever. yeah, they, there is a there is like an ESPN goal line or whatever the hell it's called. But I am not one of those people that has to sit there and watch constant sports. I'm not. Even when I was a sports guy, I'm, I'm, I've never been that person, and I just find it hilarious that people do. Um, but that's okay because I watch reruns of Columbo or I watch whatever. And people might say to me, you're nuts, and they, they'd probably be right. But as long as people are willing to pay for Disney Plus and Hulu and Netflix, those prices ain't coming down. No. And once they got you hooked. Yeah, I admit. Like, I, I'm a, they want. I have Netflix. I watch Netflix, and I watch ESPN Plus. And right. it's, you know... Uh, you know, ESPN Plus is great because you can go dig through the libraries. You can watch, you know, like mm-hmm. the 30 for 30s. You can, mm-hmm. it's good to kill time. I find myself watching less regular television anyway. Um, right. And see, I watch more regular television. I mean, when you say regular television, you mean 3, 6, and 10, or well, you just mean cable? I, I mean cable. Like, yeah, I, I'll, 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 watch, I'll watch Food Network. I'll watch ESPN or TNT or whatever the hell a game may be on at night. I'll watch CNN and. Fox and MSNBC, maybe to get some news. But see, I'll, I'll watch like the History Channel, the Travel Channel. See, I watch a lot of stuff. I, like I, I, I get it. I, I just, it's bec- we've become more centralized. The other question on TV with the NFL. Do you think you get your money's worth out of it? Yeah, I do, actually. Well, see, that's all that matters. Yeah. See, it doesn't matter like, what you're paying. T- 15 bucks a month for ESPN Plus. That's fine. If I can watch, like, if I can watch you know, 40 NHL games or, or have my choice of flipping between an NHL game or whatever. Yeah, it's fine. But see, I, but see, here's the problem. It's not that you have ESPN plus. See, you're, you're different. It's when you get eight of those channels. Oh yeah. And of those, but there are people like that, right? Like Peacock. Now, Mike Peacock comes with your Comcast subscription. It's free. I, I know that. I know I could. Yeah, you know, I I could figure it out. I've, I've right. I've actually done some um, things on Peacock. But what I'm saying, Kevin, is like you have all these new streaming things now, and then somebody will come on with that and say, "Here's this great new show, and it's only on whatever. Pick pick a pick a thing." So okay, well I got to get that one because I want to watch that show. And, and everyone something like that because that's how they get you to get what and i can only watch so many shows right like, what like, i think what i think eventually it's going to do is it's going to end up replacing the cable bill it probably will I, I have no doubt that you're right um but what i'm saying is i'll be the last person in the world that'll probably have the cable bill. that's probably Just like i'll be the last person in the world putting stamps on an envelope 
and sending my bills in. But without direct deposit, you know, yeah, we've gone through this before. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I just don't. I, I and I understand the philosophy of it. I get it. We're a different generation now. We're different. The way we get our information, I, I, I understand all of these things. But I just think at some point, like, uh, it's too much. Well, it's, and, and everybody thinks, well, it's only seven ninety nine a month. But, yeah, but when you add them all up, like Rhea was saying, yeah. you know, she goes, my bill is, like, astronomical. And the bill isn't coming down. No. It's, you know, it's, it, it isn't. You know, let me let me move to another. Kevin, wait a minute before you do that. Yeah, the day when it'll come to a reckoning for me is when the Super Bowl's on a pay per view. Well, because part of this, I'm going to have to decide if I'm going to your house, right, or if I'm going to pay to watch the Super Bowl. And I don't know if that day will ever come. Maybe it won't. Well, it's funny but, because in this deal, and obviously the the main deals have not been announced yet. Uh, but in this deal, ESPN wants the Super Bowl. And ESPN, and that's a big step for for the NFL to put it on cable. Now they may right, do it on. Right. E, e, yeah. They could do it with ABC, uh, you know, like a simulcast thing, like they do with yeah. some. See, I always assume in my mind ESPN's part, like to me is like ABC and NBC because right. I get it. But you're right; there are some packages that don't get ESPN. Don't get ESPN. You're, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I, you know, I've never thought of it that way. But when I go. To somebody's house that doesn't have ESPN, it's like, wait a minute, like, like what, what's going on here? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that would be, um, I, and maybe the NFL thinks it's above that, like that it's such a big thing that you don't want to take it off free TV. Because let's face it, if the NFL put a Super Bowl like a boxing match, right, like a pay per view. And they were charging seventy nine ninety nine or whatever. Right now, you know what would happen? People would have house parties, and you would go yeah, to, be like WrestleMania many, or something. Yes, but think about how many households in America would pay the seventy nine ninety nine. A lot, because yeah. it's the Super Bowl. This is why my favorite show in life, Kevin, for years and years and years, was Boomer and Tom Jackson on ESPN. It was the greatest show because I'd be working sometimes on Sundays. I wouldn't get to. I go home seven o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. Whatever. NFL primetime. Yep. Tune that in for an hour and catch up or an hour and a half. Everything that happened that day in the NFL. Yeah. It was awesome. Tom Jackson was awesome. Boomer was still good then. You know, Boomer was younger. Um, and now I got to get ESPN Plus to get that. Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> it's, it's just. It's, uh, well, there's another issue here. Uh, that with the NFL TV deals and um, one of them, one of the big thing, and, and it's funny because Andrew Marshall, who's the sports on TV guy for the New York Post, wrote this today. Um, that NBC <laughs> NBC is going to have a problem here soon. Uh, they just signed Drew Brees, um, uh, as a color analyst. He's going to do right. Notre Dame football. He's going to work with Mike Tirico. On Notre football, he's going to work on Football Night in America next year, all that. And I think Drew Brees is going to be pretty good on television. He just has that personality I think is going to be pretty good. But there's okay. there's a belief that NBC, which has screwed up things in the past. You can look at Leno Letterman. You can look at Leno and Conan. Um, all this uh, is looking at this will be the last year for Al Michaels who is 76 years old, 
who will call the Super Bowl next year in Los Angeles, which will be the it's NBC Super Bowl. Tariqa will be in Beijing with the Winter <laughs> Olympics. Right. And the one problem is Al Michaels says he doesn't want to retire. Okay. And so, like, I find it fascinating that there's going to be this thing on. You can make an argument Michaels is one of the two or three best who's ever done football play-by-play behind maybe Summerall. I don't, you can name other names. So what's the problem? Well, the, the problem is like, should a guy, should an announcer be forced out of a job if he's been a legend because of age? Who's forcing him out? NBC. You're, you're, t- they've, they've told him no, he's done. The, the belief is they are moving past him after this year. Okay. To so put Tarico and network. Breeze in the booth. They're also going to get rid of Chris Collinsworth, too. Kevin, Kevin. So what? So he goes to ABC or, 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 or he goes to ESPN. There will be a job for him. You know, Brent Musburger is now Mr. Gambling in Vegas or whatever the hell Brent He's actually the Raiders play by play guy on radio. Right. I'm just saying is. Al, so Al Michaels will go. NBC is well within their rights to say we're going in a different direction. And if Al Michaels wants to keep doing it, he'll go to everybody else and say, "Hey, I'm Al Michaels. I'm here. Who wants me? If somebody wants him, he'll work. If nobody wants him, he won't work. It, yeah. It's I don't see what the the big deal is. Well, no, it, it's a big story only because it's not everybody leaves. Pat Summerall leaves at some point. He was great. Everybody who's great at some point leaves for whatever, usually because they get old. Um, I'm sure some of them didn't want to leave, maybe. I mean, Vince Scully worked till he was like 90 or whatever the hell right. it was. Um, and he called his shot. Yeah, okay, but Jack Buck, I'm sure. I mean, you could go through every big-time announcer that's ever worked that kind of stuff. And, I mean, Al Michaels could go to NBC and say, hey, I, w- I want to work some more. And if they say... No, your contract's up. That's well within NBC's rights to do that. Um, if they're making a mistake, they make a mistake. If they're getting rid of Collinsworth, hey, um, you know, people in this town will be happy. But you know, maybe the next announcing guy, whoever replaces it, is it Tarico replacing him? Tarico will replace him. Okay. Well, hey, look. So yeah, I see. I don't get all enamored with that stuff. I, I don't. Okay. You know, if if Al I, Michaels isn't doing my Sunday night, or if Al Michaels isn't doing a game. I'm not like I'm not tuning in to listen to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. I'm tuning in to listen to the game. I'm not tuning in and saying, "Wow, Tony Romo's doing the game this week." I'm no, they, Phil they, Simms they is doing the game. They, they don't. They don't have a. They don't have an impact on your enjoyment of a game. If a guy's really bad, I put it this way: when Phil Simms was the guy, I liked Phil Simms. He, you know, he was fine. Liked Phil Simms. I had no problem with Phil Simms. And they decided to go take Phil Simms out, put Tony Romo in. And watch the game. Sometimes I'm not the biggest Tony Romo fan in the world, but he, okay, he's fine. Unless a guy is abjectly, absurdly like the, like the Monday Night Crew from two years ago. Oh, when they you had Witten sitting there going, "I can't listen to this with Jason Witten." Yeah, the whole thing. But I'm just saying, I, I don't get where people get all into this. This guy's calling. The, yeah, do I like Al Michaels? Sure, I like Al Michaels. Um, but. You know, it, that's that, that doesn't cause me to either tune into a game or tune out to a game. If the Eagles are on, and I've never done this in my life, but I hear people, you know, and you don't like the Eagles announcers, you tune, Merrill you put the Mike. radio on and listen to Merle. Okay, fine. 
I don't do that. I'm, whoever the announcer guy is, if he stinks, he stinks. Uh, you know, I might make fun of him or text you and say, did you hear what this guy just said? But, that, you know, that, that's... See, like, I, I think the NFL is the one where it's the most noticeable. Um, Look, we there was a week this year you and I were texting each other. Jonathan Vilma did an Eagle game. Yeah. It was well, against Arizona. Yeah, we, we didn't like him, did we? Jonathan Vilma said, well, that's Doug Peterson's MO to run the football. It's like, what? You did no prep, you know, like. But it didn't make me turn off the game or um, the reason I'm watching. I the did game flip on Merrill Mike at night, but good. No, but the, the reason I'm watching the game is to see if the Eagles are going to win. I'm not watching the game to listen to what the analyst. Tony Romo, a lot of times, is, is a lot of these analysts, whatever you think of them, whether you like them, don't like them. Whatever they, they 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 say things that maybe aren't true or something. I think Troy Aikman is one of the best. Yeah, I, I do too. I think Aikman is the best. Yes, I, I would go that far. But people went Gaga over Romo when he first. I didn't like John Gruden. I thought John Gruden was way overrated. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a, a summer old Madden guy. I love I love that. I, I go back to um or not um summer old Brookie. Yeah. You know, they were my guys, and they came on. I'm like, okay, you know, and life do, was good. Do you think Breeze will be good? Um, seems like you would. I mean, you know, I mean, I know the thing that, that everybody liked Romo about was he would predict what the calls were going to right. be and stuff. That's gotten old after a while. And there was games this year in the end, I swear, Romo wasn't prepared. No, I, I was listening to a couple games. I, I think he's a guy who now is kind of taking his sixteen million dollars and kind of you know mailing it in a little bit. Which I, hey, he can do whatever he wants. Um, but by the way, if I'm Jim Nance and Tony Romo's making sixteen million, I better be making sixteen million. I'm sure Jim Nance is making more than sixteen. Uh, his million con- his contract off between the golf and the NFL and the NCAA. I'm. I'm sure Jim Nance is very well. Well, the, his contract's up, and he wants Romo money, is what he said. Uh, well, then you know what? Then CBS has a decision to make. They yeah. either give him Romo money, or then you're going to be getting a replacement for Jim Nance. I mean, yeah. at some point, Jim Nance is going to move on, too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you you know, you can't and, – and guys who've been around a while, you know, look, Al Michaels isn't as good as he used to be. No. And and that's not a knock on Al Michaels because Al Michaels was great. no. And one of the tough um, thing and one of the tough things and we saw it here. And, and, and you know I feel bad saying, look, I loved Harry personally. Harry Callis was one of the best people I've ever met in my life. Okay, mm-hmm. and Harry was still really good in the big moments. But if you watch Harry during the last couple of years before his passing, um. Harry was having trouble with his eyes, picking up the ball sometimes. It was it was mm-hmm. noticeable. I mean, it, I, it didn't make me I don't hate think, him. I don't, Jim, I don't think Jim Nance is as good as he used to be. I think what happens when you do it for 30 years and you're good at it, it's just hard to keep being Jim Nance. Yeah. You know, whether it's at Augusta, you know, I'll listen sometimes and I'll hear something like that. Did he really say that like? Yeah, but it's it's hard being on a telecast for four or five hours. Yeah. And making sense every minute that you're on, especially when people like us are sitting there listening, waiting for you to say something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That's why like when people criticize a Chris Collinsworth or I don't think like I listen to Chris. I don't think Chris is that bad. Does he talk a little t- he reminds me a little bit of Tim McCarver? Yeah. You know, Tim McCarver. He's got McCarveritis, which was Timmy Timmy would talk too much. 
Yeah, but but Tim was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't that Tim was bad. He just didn't know when to show. Chris, I think, is like that a little bit. You know, he just has to keep saying stuff, saying stuff, and you're like, uh. But, you know, I think there's some pressure in that job that when you're getting paid good money and you're the whole nation's watching you, you know, I want to say stuff. Um, you know, um, like I like Moose Johnson. I think Moose Johnson's pretty good. Um, but, you know, and then there's some bad ones. I mean, we know who they are. And I don't mean bad. Bad might be a, the wrong word, but they're just not as good. Not entertaining. Not as entertaining. Right. Not as informative. Yes. And and especially like college football now because there's so many games and there's so many. you got to use so many announcers to cover so many games. And you'll be listening to some guy and go, well, how did this guy get well, this job? Well, like, <laughs> like a guy, a guy I think that's overextended right now is Herb Street. And see, I like him. I like him, but I, it's too much. Yeah. It's like. But again, Kevin, he's been doing it for how long? Okay. Yeah. Fowler, same way. I think when you do things for so long, you just kind of get, you know, and maybe it's like what else when we wrote. Or we're not. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I know. for twenty years, and then maybe you're sitting there going, "Did I have my fastball today?" You know, maybe I didn't. Like, you know, maybe I wasn't quite, quite that guy. Um, you hope you're not. You know, you know, you hope that you're bringing it and 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 doing your thing. But I'm sure, you know, I was pr- probably covering a, a St. Joe Drexel game five years ago, and I'm sitting here. Well, it's a St. Joe Drexel game, you know, and. It ain't going over for the national title. I mean, I, I don't think I ever went into a game like that, but um, I think it's tough to stay on top in that business for that long. And that's the nature of that business is you do stay on top for a long time because they ain't getting rid of you. You know, if, you, if you're good and you're working, they're going to keep you on there for, I mean, how long was Summer on? How long was Madden on? Yeah. I mean, these guys were on forever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um. Yeah, it's it, it's you know, and then we'll get a new guy, and it, it's the ones like the Monday Night Football crew where you just sat there and went, wait, wait, wait a second, <laughs> this is bad, this is not good. And again, I don't think it was Booger McFarland's fault. I think Booger's good. Mm-hmm. He was miscast, horribly miscast. And who was the? It was Tessitore, Tessator and, and Witten. Who was the other guy? Witten. Yeah, well, Witten was done. That was just wrong. I mean, that was. You know, and everybody knew it was wrong except whoever made the, the decision. But, I mean, you know, um, hey, look, it's, it's, some people may – look, in the newspaper business, we put – sometimes we put the wrong people on the wrong beach. Yeah, you know? we do. So. so, all right, so next week we're back to a two-show Wait week. a minute. What? You forgot the flyers. The, you know, the more I think about it. <laughs> Not much to say. We'll get on to them next week. Next week, we'll also start looking ahead. Phillies will be one week away from opening day. Wow. And Adubo Herrera. Adubo Herrera will be the starting center fielder at this point. Um, Do you think that's what's going to happen? I think so. It's looking like it. Are are you disappointed a little bit in Kingery? Uh, Yeah. But I also blame them. the The contract was too big, and you can't jerk a guy around like they did. Position to yeah. position, <clears throat> he's not he, he's, he's not Ben Zobra. He, he strikes out a lot. That's <clears throat> yeah, too good. much, way too much. Yeah, um, I'll be fascinated. I'll be fascinated to see if they keep Roman Quinn on the roster. Yeah, you know the shame of Kingery is to me, not that it's over. I mean, I don't, but he was a guy I think this city really would have liked. You know, he's kind of that kind of ball player, I guess. Yeah, not a superstar. 
but just a good player. You know, to have one. He team. was a guy from a Pac-12 school who played second base. And everybody had the Utley image in mind, and he was a kind right. of a dirt ball in, in that sense, and I mean that in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Chase and, you know. And Did it, they make a mistake with the contract, Kevin, or was oh, that I, it, it's a, it's a huge It's a huge mistake. They they tried to they tried to get cute and they got way too cute. What do you mean get cute? They they, tr- they, they tried, they tried to take the arbitration years away before he played a game in the majors. Oh oh okay okay. I mean that that's oh. what they did. It, it, See, I thought they were just trying to give him money so that, like, because they knew in a couple years they'd have to give him more money. So like they were trying to give him like a, a good contract so that could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, so I just wish. See, and. The funny thing to me is, like, if Segura wasn't on this team, He'd be the second I'm baseman. assuming they would have thrown him at second and said the job's yours until you lose it. And then sink or swim, yeah. And then it's almost like Segura's here and nobody wants him to be here, which is weird because we all thought it was a good trade when they got him. Um, and I agree with you. I mean, I just wish they would have – there's a way they could have just put him at second base Mike, I, I think the main point with this organization, and it's not just him, and you're going to be surprised, but I, I would say that with, with Hoskins, I would say this with uh, a lot of other guys that have come up through their organizations, they fall in love with them, and they right. overvalue what they are. Well, and I, and too, would, would Boehm be I, one I wouldn't put Boehm in that category yet because he hasn't been here long enough. I'll, you okay. know who I'll throw in that category, and I know people in this town will think I'm I've lost my mind. I, I'm that way with Aaron Nola. I am like Aaron Nola is a decent pitcher, a good pitcher. Do I think he's a top ten pitcher in the Major League Baseball? No way. See, the problem with Aaron Nola is when people read stats to me, like I'll read these stories. You know, Matt Breen will do a story or something. Yeah. story. His numbers, like he's had put him in that category. Yes. He's had more starts, right, than anybody in the last three years? Yeah, sounds right. Okay. And and his numbers in certain categories are, like, right near the top. Um, The, the thing is, he hasn't had good Septembers, obviously. And the team behind him wasn't always the greatest team. Um, Like, I'm not as down on Noah, maybe. I never thought he was, like, a number one pitcher. I thought he was, like, a three pitcher. He, here's, my, I, here's my I thing. Think he, he pitched above himself, right. I think, is... Here's you know. here's my thing on Aaron Nola. I am not considering him an ace until he shows me something in one September. One. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, when yeah. you're in contention, it, 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 you know, pitching in a pennant race down the stretch, which he's now done three years. Okay. Yeah. It's nut busting time at that point. And you find out what you are. Yeah. And it's kind of revealed what he is. Yeah. Last year when they only needed one win. Was really disappointing to and me. And Wheeler had an injury issue. And Wheeler had the injury issue with his fingernail and all that True. crap. No, you're right. You're right. So I kind of yeah. give Wheeler a little more of a pass than I give Nola. Right. The, the worst thing an organization can do, Kevin, other than maybe draft poorly, but the, it's it's all tied in. To me, is overvalue your you own. Guys. Yep. And it seems to me like the teams in this town. I don't think the Sixers have done that. I don't. I don't think the Sixers have done that. At least if they have, I haven't really known. But it seems to me like that was one of the biggest things the Flyers did have done wrong. Yeah. Okay, the Phillies have done wrong. 
and the Eagles even to 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 a certain degree. There, there was more drafting, but um, you know, we because we would hear about these guys that the Phillies would have, and oh yeah, this guy, you know, and and like like I said, well, we can't trade Kyle Drabeck to get uh, Halliday. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, and 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 when you overvalue your guy, Tom Brown. Oh well, oh my God, you had to bring that up. Uh, I'm just saying, Don Brown is no, a know, guy you overvalued. I mean, right. but but see, we they the Phillies see in Don Brown's case, I'll say this much: they weren't the only ones because they, Baseball America had him rated like as the number three prospect or something in the whole minor leagues. The one year, oh yeah, I know. So obviously, other people too, but to me, a good organization, the best or is the ones that can see this guy ain't really that good. We got to get rid of him. Like, this is the guy we're going to throw into that trade, you know, with the Cubs. And now everybody will wonder, why are you trading him? And then suddenly you realize a year later why you traded him. Yeah. Exactly. And, and sometimes it comes back to bite you. You know, sometimes the, the guy in the trade is Jeff Bagwell. Right. You know, and you gave Jeff Bagwell up, you know, to win a division one year, um, which actually to me is a fair trade. But, um, yeah, now you're sitting there with the Phillies and you're looking at these guys like Moniak and, and Hazley and 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 – and too many guys that you're yeah, just sitting do. there going, v- Vinny Velasquez, and and like you know we tr- we got these guys and we thought they were really good and you know at best they're like average, yep. you know. Um, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there with uh, you know I, I, I don't know it's um it's like the Eagles wide receivers, yeah. You know we think all these guys. God bless Nelson Aguilar, Jesus God, twenty six mil from the from the past. I- so, so we'll get in the Phillies next week. We'll do obviously we'll do whatever remnants of the NCAA tournament there are locally. We'll get into the whatever the second weekend will look like. Um, you think Villanova is still playing? No, no, I think they lose to Purdue. Okay, does Purdue have anybody in the first round that they could lose to? Like, could there be an upset in that game? Uh, I should know who Purdue's playing. And I apologize. I'm trying to remember myself. You remember that one year when Villanova was the 12 and they upset uh, uh, Vanderbilt and then uh, Franny McCaffrey's uh, Siena team upset the four seed and Villanova only had to beat Siena. Purdue has North Texas, by the way. What is it? North Texas. God, I don't know anything about North Texas. They're 17 and 9. And they're 13 seed? Yeah, and they average... uh, they're a 13 seed, and they average 70 points a game, and they last 61. I think there was a stat. I saw. I've seen so many stats in the last couple of days. God, I'm losing my mind. Well, maybe it was Purdue that they've made, like, the Sweet 16, like, four the last five years or something. Mm-hmm. Or was it Wisconsin? Might have been Wisconsin um, that has made yeah, – because Wisconsin was playing. So, I think – aren't they playing Carolina? I think they may be yeah. playing – that's a good game, man. I mean – because I kind of like Carolina, but then when they showed that stat about whiskey, and I'm like, oh, okay. Purdue, you know? by, Purdue by the way, has, or I'm sorry, was, uh, North Texas winners. Yeah. Of four, they won Conference USA tourney. Um, okay. The, uh, they, they are defensively top 50 nationally on, on the defensive side of the ball and effectiveness. Uh, but the stat. At least one number thirteen seed is being number four in twenty five to last thirty five years. Okay, yeah, I mean, look, you know, you sit there and you want you look at these things on paper, and again, this is a different year because they're all playing in one place. We don't know how if that's going to have any effect, no effect. 
large effect or who it's going to who, who knows. Uh, I still think it's going to favor the favorites more than the underdogs. Mm-hmm. That's me. But you sit there on paper and you say, how can like a Big Ten team that's really good lose that game? But yet sometimes they do. You know, I remember we were sitting the year the Villanova lost when we were in Providence as a two seed to St. Mary's. And Kansas, we got back to the hotel and we're sitting there and Kansas was losing to, um, was it North Dakota State? Yeah. Some team like that. And I'm sitting there going, how can North Dakota State beat Kansas? But they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and that's what makes this the best event in sports. On the sports calendar. It might not be this year yep. because of the difference to it. But to me, it's just, yep. you know, even if you don't know the teams, even if you don't really have a rooting interest and you're just kind of a casual fan watching or you're trying to see how your pool does or whatever, because you know there's going to be some moments that are going to be those kind of moments that those schools are going to remember forever. Yeah. Even though they ain't winning the title. You know, like that UMBC. It was UMBC to beat Virginia, right? Yep. They'll never forget that. Nope. And God bless them. You know, that's, you know, if, if Drexel were to go out and somehow beat Illinois, which you know isn't going to happen and I know isn't going to happen, but if they did, if worlds collided. Yep. What would that be like at Drexel to have that happen? Be awesome. <laughs> it'd be, it, you know, it would top Malik Rose. <laughs> yeah. It, um, and that's what makes the tournament so much fun. Is it? You think you know what's going to happen, and you sit there and you are okay, and then something, and you go, "Wow, really?" Um, you know. So who knows? I just hope it's fun. I hope. I hope nobody gets sick. I hope there's no COVID crap. You know, everything goes fairly smoothly. I hope there's some good finishes to games. And, you know, we get through the next couple of weeks relatively. And, and I mean, you know, in a perfect world, look, when you're talking about a Final Four, as much as we like the Cinderella's, yep. we do. The Final Four would be so much better if it was like two ones and two twos. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we all know that. Um, you know, so if you got Gonzaga, Baylor, uh, uh, Iowa. Well, and, no, Gonzaga's uh, in the same bracket as Iowa. Okay, well, let's say two ones. And Michigan, two, two, let's say Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois. That's too much Big Ten. I can't deal with all that. You know what? It would be fitting. Big Ten's been the best conference all year. Be fitting. Yeah, but it would, it would be too much. Oh. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I think the country would tune that out. Um. Um, but that's not. It's let's not the let's be honest. Not, What's the one weekend of the tournament that's the worst weekend? The weekend of the tournament that's the worst weekend is the second weekend. See, I I disagree in this thing though, Kevin. The biggest thing for a lot of teams that you remember is getting to the final four. Yeah. You know, the teams that get to the final four, only one's going to win. But getting to a final four, like when Villanova got there in two thousand nine, Mike, I'm not, got- I'm not saying it from a team perspective. I'm saying from a spectator perspective. Oh, 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 from oh, a spectator okay. perspective, that second weekend, you had that sugar rush of the forty eight right. games or whatever the hell it is in in right. right. seventy two hours. Yeah. Although in theory, Kevin, in theory, if you don't get too many upset teams get through, um, the second weekend should be your best basketball matchups. It should. Because, you know, if you don't get too many 12 seeds or 10 seeds 
And usually you only get one or two of them, even if you right. do. You know, those second, like, like if you had like a, you know, I mean, think of the, the you know, Villanova in the final eight, yep. the, the one year with Kansas. I mean, that was a great game. Um, I, you know, it's, um, yeah, I hear what you're saying, though. I, 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 I mean, mean, there's the there's the 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 rush of the final four. There's the right. sh- there's kind of the high you get after the first weekend. Second right. weekend always feels like eh. now but for when, some reason, and I could be wrong on this. If I went back and look, it doesn't seem like a lot of the elite eight games turn out to be great games. I mean, look, Kentucky Duke in '92 was obviously elite. I mean, maybe the best game ever. But I don't. I think in the elite eight, you don't have a lot of those photo finish kind of games, you know, to, to go down where, you know, Christian Leitner had a couple, that's 30 years ago. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the elite eight games sometimes tend not to be the game that comes down to Chris Jenkins making a shot from 23 feet. Um, well, yeah, th- think of it back. Yeah, you're right. No, I can't, I can't disagree. I mean, I just, what I root for other than the teams I would like to see, you know, like Phil's team or, Villanova or whatever, I just root for good basketball. I just want to see, because I haven't really been into this season as much as I probably would have been other seasons. Mm-hmm. I just want to see good basketball. No, I hear and, you. And, and, and the, the purest in me would love to see Gonzaga in the Final Four trying to make history. Yeah. And, and, and maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be Baylor, but just like three other good teams yep. that are going to make it. Like when Villanova was in the Final Four in 18 – I, to me, it wasn't even exciting. Yep. Um, even though Kansas was there, you know, and, and Michigan, two pedigrees. I mean, I don't know. 16 was exciting. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to do it for us. Um, I didn't even get into We didn't get into the Flyers, and I didn't get into my uh, vacation. Nine, nothing yeah. without the coaches from the Rangers being on the bench. Yeah. And I didn't even get into my vacation plans. Go ahead. Give me your vacation plans. Disney. Disney when? slash Clearwater in June. Okay, just know, I know a person whose husband works for Disney. Okay. Down there. They are fully booked right now. I already booked. Okay, good. I'm just saying, because, like, she was just telling me that because, I guess, with the COVID situation slowing down a little bit or whatever, that, that Disney has been, like, overwhelmed because they can only let so many people in. Yeah. I um, where, are you sta- where are you staying? Uh... Cor, uh, Coronado, no, Coronado. I don't know. I stayed in the New Orleans place. Yeah. Whatever the New Orleans place was, and it was really good. We we enjoyed it. We're, um, we're at the Coronado Springs. Okay. Uh, which has a big waterfall. I, I almost stayed at the Marriott uh, down there, uh, which would have been fun, you know? Why didn't you stay at the Marriott? Um. It's good to have the, you know, sometimes um, we're now we're staying at the Marriott in Clearwater. Right. Because uh, we're going to Clearwater afterwards. Um, it's sometimes good to just be able to stay on the park and, you know, not. Oh, the Marriott's not on the Marriott? No, the Marriott's the right outside the park. Uh, Car- I know. Yeah, you're right. Because I looked into that too when I went there a few years ago. The Disney ago. World, res- or, uh, I'm sorry, the Marriott World Orlando, I think, yeah, was the hotel. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Now, there's a lot to be said for getting up in the morning and getting on a bus or getting on a monorail or getting on a um, a boat or something and just getting to where you want to go. Right. I mean, there, there is something to be said for that. You avoid all that parking crap. Uh, the Marriott in Clearwater, is that the one on the bay? Yes. That's nice. Yeah. 
That's right up the street from uh, Ryan Howard's old house, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Good location. And there's also the Sheridan, which is on the Gulf across the street that I almost, uh, that I'm kind of still tempted and maybe looking to see if the price drops a bit. Okay. Man. Yeah, oh, you could always just stay at Frenchie's. <laughs> Sheridan is, by the way, Sheridan Sheridan is now part of Marriott, so that's why I would stay at Marriott. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Sheridan's now a part. So if I went somewhere and wanted to stay at a Sheridan? It's now Marriott. I can use Marriott points. Yes, and so is Wyndham. Wow. The only one one I think that's not is Hilton. Hilton and Hyatt are together. So that's the Bonvoy Marriott thing that they talk yeah. about now. Okay. Because, yeah, the last time – see, I haven't made a trip where I use Marriott points in, in, oh, my God, three years? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, but yeah, because if we go to Hawaii, I always stay in a Marriott. But now there are Sheridans out there, too. That's a good thing to know. Yeah. Yeah, because usually Sheridans are cheaper, aren't they? Yeah, like the Sheridan is actually a little bit cheaper in Clearwater than the Marriott. Uh-huh. Um, the thing is Marriott has their typical policy with uh, the Marriott has its typical policy of you can cancel right up until like two, three days ahead of time and not get Sheridan doesn't do that. Sheridan wants the prepayment now. No, swear no, to God. No, 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 no. Not in these times. Nope. No, 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 because you never know what the hell could happen. Be No, no, I, I, yeah, I used to, to, to rustle with that too. When somebody would say, we can give you a really cheap rate. Uh, I think I ran into that in Myrtle Beach one year, and it was just like you know, really cheap rate. But you got if you pay now, and I'm like, well, that's good. But if it's not refundable and something happens to me where I can't go, mm-hmm. you know, so nah, it's nope. Yeah. Uh, all right, Michael, have a good weekend. You got it, brother. All I'm right, for all your teams, whoever the hell they are. That's right. Enjoy the NCAA tournament, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. This has been Working the Beat.